You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. You know, we usually don't talk about the outer planets as much as our personal planets. And why would we? Pluto, Neptune, Uranus. These guys are so far out in the solar system. I always say their effect on our birth chart is like salt and pepper and the soup of us. Can it alter, dramatically alter the flavor? Oh, absolutely. But it's not as important as the meat and potatoes of our chart, our personal planets like Venus, Mars, Mercury, the sun, everything orbits around. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. I'm your host, your astrologer, Stephanie Powers, and today we're going to talk all about Neptune. Nobody talks about Neptune. Neptune rules over Pisces. And in the birth chart, the 12 pie slices, Pisces and Neptune occupy and own the 12th house. So remember this, the 12th, the final house, Pisces and Neptune are all the same thing. They're cohesive. So Neptune is a generational placement. It usually stays in a sign for 10 to 15 years at a time. That is a whole ass generation. And so I was born in 1988. I am Neptune in Capricorn generation. Anyone born in 1998 and on is the Neptune in Aquarius generation. Anyone born from 1970 to 1984 is the Neptune and Sagittarius generation. So you see how it is most definitely a generational placement. And similar to Pluto, it's like you get a a jersey with a color. We Neptune and Capricorn babies are wearing a green jersey. Those born before us are wearing the Neptune and Sagittarius red jersey and, you know, so on and so forth. To see how Neptune influences you personally, you look at the house, the pie slice that Neptune occupies in your birth chart to see where you may be gifted with a really close spiritual religious connection to a higher realm where you can what area of life is your greatest muse for potential artwork if you work in the creativity field or where you may be lied to deceived where you may not see things clearly let's say neptune is in your seventh house of marriage love relationships Well, love is your muse. Some of the greatest singer-songwriters who write songs that are classics, last for decades, probably have their Neptune in the seventh house, especially if their core... If their core subject is love and the relationships they've experienced, right? People who love to write about their pain, who love to write about how they alchemize their greatest pain, abuse, dark part of human psyche into their greatest power, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. They turn that into a great novel or a book. These are people with Neptune in the eighth house. So that is how Neptune works in the personal chart. And we'll get back to that a little bit. But this coincides with 2024 astrology. Because Neptune moves so slow, he doesn't get spoken about that much, similar to Pluto. 
I mean, if you guys listening have followed along with astrology for a while now, Venus takes precedence, Mars, oh, Mercury, he is like next to the sun and moon, he is up there because everybody knows Mercury and Gatorade. (laughs) Mercury's gone retrograde. And so Neptune and Uranus, they really get shoved back on the back burner. Pluto is having his moment, but once we are settled into this 18-year transit of Pluto and Aquarius, we won't speak about him too much unless he starts beginning to aspect some planets, you know? So Neptune, Pluto is having his moment and Neptune is up next. And then very shortly after, Uranus or Uranus will have its moment. So Neptune is having a moment because it's at an anoretic degree. It is at the 29th degree. So that is anoretic because it is the last degree. There are zero to 29 degrees in every single sign. So when you're looking at a heavy outer planet like Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, when you see them at the final degree of a sign, it's like the season finale. You know how when you're watching a TV series and... I remember growing up, like with Netflix, now you can watch the finale whenever you want to. But growing up, we had to wait until the next week when the final episode. So we would just talk about it in school. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Who's going to go? What's going to happen? And then we had to wait and be patient for the season finale to air next week. I'm thinking of like the hills, Laguna Beach, real world. Oh, I'm showing my age. But now you can just watch it on Netflix whenever you want. Y'all are spoiled. <laughs> but when a planet is at the final degree of a sign, it is the season finale of lessons in that sign. Just like if a planet was at zero degrees, the very first degree of a sign, typically we have some pretty intensive moments, good and difficult, happen in our life that foreshadow what's about to happen and the lessons our soul needs to grow from right? Needs to really evolve with. And so here I'm going to give you some key dates so you can pause, journal, reflect, and think about this Neptune in Pisces transit for yourself. So Neptune has been in its home sign, Pisces, from 2012, and it's going to leave finally in 2026. But for all of 2024, Neptune's going to really sit tight at the 29th degree of Pisces. Remember, Neptune rules Pisces. Pisces is ruled by Neptune. It is its home sign. It is most comfortable here. The puzzle piece fits with this one. And the very first time, the zero degree, that Neptune left Aquarius and dipped its toes into Pisces, revealing to us what we may be learning over the next, gosh, what is it, 2012 to 2026 would be like 14 years, is that right? Yeah, that's right, about 14 years, over a decade, holy shit, was April 2011. It was April 2011, and this blows my mind because my life was forever changed on the night of March 31st, 2011, all the way into the early morning hours of April 1st, 2011. And I remember looking at my phone in the emergency room and thinking, this has to be an April Fool's joke. Like, I have class and one of my final exams at 8 a.m. and it's 3 a.m. and I haven't slept 
and there's blood on my hands and this is getting so Scorpio gory. Can you tell my Neptune's in the eighth house? (laughs) So what happened was my brother had his very first grand mal seizure and um, I still struggle with a little bit of CPTSD from that moment. I'm actually kind of welling up in my throat right now thinking about sharing it on here. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but that's what happened that night. And it was a trauma that I cannot dissolve from my memory bank. I just learn to, my legs have gotten stronger. My back is stronger to carry it with me. Uh, There are still moments where I'll hear like JL sneeze or I'll be in a grocery store and I'll hear someone like have a wet cough and just sounds that are reminiscent of choking that the blood drops to my toes and I'm like, oh no, it's, it's, it's something else. And I feel safe to share that with you guys. I, there's a little piece of me that's embarrassed for just like talking about that. I don't know why, but, um, I think a lot of us struggle with traumas that, that feel like this. And so that was, (laughs) that was the beginning of my Neptune and Pisces transit. And, uh, definitely taught me a lot about mental health, about unconditional love for family, Um, mental health, not just my own, but my family's, because now in 2024, my brother is on full disability and cannot work or have a normal functioning life because unfortunately his epilepsy continued to gradually get worse and worse and worse to where it reached this point. And that was the beginning of it for me. And um, this is Neptune and Pisces. So pause it right here. Think of April 2011 for yourself. And what was going on? March, April, May. You know, the, astrology isn't black and white linear. It, it can stretch and be mutable, especially because Pisces is a mutable sign. What was going on around that time for you? What What big moment happened for you it may not have been as dramatic as mine but did something happen around that time that began a new journey for you I remember 2010 for me was also quite the year and my spiritual practice really began in February January February 2009 is when I started to see repeating numbers in a way that it's like I can't make this up. This is just repetitive every single day. I'll grab my phone or I'll be walking through an airport and 3332211144 I mean everywhere. Everywhere. It was just wild and it just increased increased and I'm pretty sure 2011 was when my mom took me to this cool lady downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, where I grew up. And this was the first time I felt safe. This lady was so cool to say, like, yeah, oh, my mom. She was like, Steph, tell tell her what you see all the time. Tell her. I was like, oh, I see just 333, like 444. Like, I know it sounds like kind of weird and stupid, but... I mean, it's everywhere. I was like, I promise you, when you add up like the tip and taxes for my haircut, it's going to be like 33, 33. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. And she just smiled at me as she's doing my hair. And she's like, oh, honey, you're a light worker. And I was like, I just turned my wet hair around like, what? And she's like, you're a light worker, girl. Like, it was so nonchalant for her. And I was like, a light worker? She's like, yeah, go home and Google it. Look it up. You'll see. It's you. (laughs) 
I wonder if she knows I have a podcast called Lightworkers Lounge. But that was around the time that my spiritual initiation began. And I imagine, I wish you guys were here so bad that we could do like a live stream and I could ask you, well, what was your experience? Because I guarantee people, a lot of people in Australia are listening to this, which is so cool. I want to come visit you guys. People in Asia, people in Africa, we've got a diverse audience here. And I'm so sure that a lot of you are listening and looking up these dates and having some aha moments like I did. And, uh, this is when the big push to spirituality began. So let's break it down a little more. Pisces rules spirituality. Do you know anybody with Pisces sun, Pisces moon, Pisces rising, a lot of 12th house placements? They could be the most Aries, Taurus, earthy, fiery person, like the total opposite of Pisces. But if all of their planets are in the 12th house of Pisces, remember they're all interchangeable, this gives them a huge Piscean flair to their personality. But there is one thing about these people, and it's that they have a gift with their sensitivity their sense of spirituality. Some of them are uber-religious, which is just another octave of spirituality. But they've got a connection to the other realm. They're ruled by the two fish tied to the tail. They've got one foot on earth, one foot in the other realm. One foot in spirituality, another foot in another dimension. This is the Pisces gift. And sometimes this is why Pisces can rule substance abuse, addiction, mental health crisis, because it is not easy to live in a world where they tell you the only thing that exists are things we can see, touch, and measure with our senses. But Pisces says, but my heart is moved when I read a good poetry book or when I watch a movie about animals or love. Like I am permanently moved and I feel something very measurable in my body. No, you don't. Like just quell those things. And Pisces don't know what to do with these big feelings, these feelings that are sometimes uncontrollable for them or they have nobody to turn to to describe the visions they have. This is the sign that rules psychic abilities. And well, <laughs> what did you used to have to go through if you were psychic and witchy? Literally get hung in front of everyone at the town hall. Like, this is insane that this is not too long ago. I grew up in New England, Salem, Massachusetts, baby. Everybody goes down there for Halloween to look at where witches were hung. And these were even just women who, even if they didn't say they were psychic and had visions, it was women who used tinctures, plants, the earth to heal physical wounds. Heaven forbid we use natural things. But yeah, so many of you, when you book readings with me, say, all right, I know I come from a lineage of witches. Where is it in my chart? And it is. It's always South Node in Scorpio. I see y'all. Scorpio rising is another indication. Scorpio moon. Scorpio, eighth house. But now Neptune is in Pisces and the witches are back, bitches. That's <laughs> what I call it. And this is a recall to spirituality. Think about this, right? From 2012 until right now, has spirituality not gone crazy? You go on YouTube and you can watch all the psychics channeling things. Even on Netflix, there's tons of documentaries and TV shows about psychic mediums. Long Island medium. I, I can't think of the rest. I don't watch those things. But it's mainstream now. 
I can, I am in Texas, <laughs> freaking Texas, the most red conservative state, even though shout out to Austin, totally not, but no politics. Nope. We're not going there. But even here, there are psychic shops everywhere. Astrology, even like, even at our veterinarian's office down here in Rockport, Texas, they have little um, astrology mugs for sale. And it's like, okay, good. So I can go get a birth chart reading right next door to an abortion protest. Like, this is phenomenal. <laughs> and so there's obviously still people that are like, spiritual woo-woo shit. And like, I'm looking at you, Midwest small towns. Like, come on, come to the dark side, guys. I say that in air quotes, the dark side. <sighs> But spirituality since 2012 has quantum leaped into huge being mainstream. I feel like especially from 2018 to like 2022 was just this massive push. It's like the pandemic really pushed people into fear, which when we are swimming in the pool of fear, we grasp for anything we can't see. What do we say when we're shocked? Oh my God. Oh my God, we're, for a, we're reaching for a God to save us, right? When we are filled with fear, we reach for the spiritual, we reach for the unseen. Universe, angels, guides, I don't know what to do. Help me, send me a sign if it's going to be okay. We're reaching for those things. So Neptune and Pisces, these are the themes of this transit. Number one, spirituality, arts creativity becomes more prominent. A lot of people since 2012 has, have made their creativity their career. Etsy, Pinterest, right? I love Etsy. People from local communities or even from across the world creating these things by hand and I get to hang it in my house or use it in my house. It's absolutely amazing. But Neptune and Pisces is also deception lies, things going on behind the scenes. Oh my gosh. I think of deception in addiction. Well, doctors over prescribing pain medicine can really start the addiction. Um, deception and health. We're looking at food brands thinking, why are they adding all this sugar, all this red food coloring, all these preservatives when there are studies that show this is unhealthy. I think of deception in religion and spirituality. There are people on the internet who are more entertainers rather than educators. There are people who claim to be spiritual gurus who can help heal you when in reality, they don't know what they're doing. They have no real experience. They are 25 giving you life advice when they haven't even lived yet. So, and of course, the internet and social media as a whole. We look online, we compare ourselves to what people are sharing on their profiles and we get deceived into thinking everybody has more money than us, is healthy than us, has better relations than us, has better family life than us, when really that is so far from the truth. And so this has really been Neptune and Pisces. And I think about that year, 2012, when Neptune moved into Pisces. I don't know about you guys, but 2012 is when I first got Instagram. And that is when it was my first experience in seeing like, oh, people are sharing things from 
all over the world and there's pictures and are these real? Like when you first get on social media, I mean, now we understand the rules of the game, but when you first get on social media, you think everything is real. When somebody posts a photo, that's much, surely that's what they look like in real life. When somebody shares their vacation, surely they must have a lot of money. When so, You know what I mean? It's hard to pull the reins back and think, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like There could be a filter on this. And now it's there could be Photoshop. These are all things that were introduced with Neptune moving into Pisces. And the big phrase... As we're going to get into what it means when Neptune moves into Aries in 2026. But after all of this spiritual stuff that has really come to light and really gotten big with Neptune's move into Pisces, do you feel like you are your own guru? After all the people, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of myself, all the wonderful spiritual thought leaders on Instagram that I have listened to, all the podcasts from the woman who cut my hair in 2011. All of these people have really helped shape and mold me. And so if I utilize this Piscean, Neptune and Pisces energy correctly, do I feel like I am my own best guru now? This was the whole empowered side of this transit of Neptune through Pisces is let's have the collective reach back into a faith and back into spirituality, back into being in tune with our interconnectedness. We are all connected. How we treat the planet in Texas is going to affect someone over in India. What we do to the ocean in California is directly going to affect someone who lives on the Gulf of Mexico. This is Neptune in Pisces. Can we recognize that we all, no matter where we live on this spinning rock, can see the same moon and feel the same emotional effects from it? Now, of course, the disempowered side is we are deceived by each other. We are disconnected from each other. And as a result, it's causing really tough mental health issues. It's causing suicidal, waves of suicidal tendencies because people just want to tap out of this reality. That is such a Piscean thing is feeling like this earth is too dense. It is way too heavy. I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm going back into the spiritual dimension because this is just too much. And so this can also be a part of the Neptune in Pisces transit. So pause it right here or just take a minute to think. What has your relationship to spirituality been since 2012? Draw out a timeline. Get a piece of paper and a pen and write down 2012, 2013, 2014, ba ba ba. Think about all the major events that happened during that time. And write a connection to spirituality. Write a connection to your gut feelings. Write a connection to the things unseen. In 2013, I got married. I got married and the entire time I was engaged from 2011, 2012, all the way up into my wedding in June, 2013, I knew it was wrong. There was some unspoken force, some energy, but I was so young. I had people around me that were so excited for the event and were proud of me. And I just looked at the things that I could trust, which are the real things that I can see, smell, touch in front of me. And I trusted those over those weird feelings that I can't trust. 
I was just too young. I was 22 years old and I was not brave enough. I, I come from a generational line of women who are so afraid of losing it all financially, the basic necessities, housing, that I was like, I, I can't trust in some unseen force. I can't put my entire line, my my marriage, my finances, my career on the line of seeing 222 on a license plate. Like, that's crazy. But now, I will. You bet your ass I will. If I see a sign, I listen. And so for me personally, that was my Neptune in Pisces transit. Now, this also gets down to the individual chart. And we won't go into that too much. Please invest a personal reading if you are resonating with this stuff and you want to see what area of your life that Neptune has really been hitting off. This will be the house that it has transited. This is the area of life as Neptune transits over a house that you may find you're not seeing things clearly or where you're really being asked to follow your gut feeling. Now, there are four signs that have really been feeling this Neptune transit. And it's going to be the four mutable signs. So this is Pisces, of course, Gemini, Sagittarius, and Virgo. And this is going to be if any of those are in your big three or your personal planets. So this is for Pisces, Sun and Rising, Gemini, Sun, Rising, Sagittarius, Sun and Sagittarius, Rising, and Virgo, Suns and Virgo, Risings, especially. So if your any of your personal planets are in Pisces, but especially your Sun or Rising sign, Neptune has been conjunct, sitting right on top of your identity. A lot of people with Pisces sun or rising sign have felt like, okay, who am I? I've been lying to myself about who I really am. And as a result, I'm not showing up as who I really want to be in my relationships, my friendships. I'm in a career that is so not me. I am just doing things that are not me. And so as Neptune moves into Aries in 2026 and leaves your sun sign alone, you could finally feel rooted in who you are, confident, assured of yourself, and essentially take back control of the direction of your life and have a lot of vitality back. Oh, stop attaching yourself to things that aren't really you is what you can expect from this. Now, Gemini sun or Gemini rising, Neptune has been square, 90 degrees away your identity and your sense of self. And so when Neptune is squaring that, it's a tough energy. It is really putting you through some cathartic experiences. And especially when it comes to mental health, arts, creativity, addictions, your own health, boundary setting with other people where you could be feeling like there's a force working against you. You just feel like you are really being deceived and disillusioned by people and that similar to the conjunction on Pisces, sun and rising people, you feel like things are just kind of working against you rather than for you and you fall in love with people only to find out they are so not who you thought they were. But then you can really look back and see, wait, the signs were always there what part of me did not listen to them? What part of me thought it was okay to continue on with this partnership? In Sagittarius suns and Sagittarius risings, same for you guys. Neptune has been squaring your sun and your rising, your sense of identity, really kind of throwing events onto you to be like, okay, 
let's shape and mold your personality. Let's strengthen your sense of self. Let's give you lots of examples of people deceiving you, careers deceiving you, your own intuition deceiving you, right? How many times have we all experienced, but again, especially Geminis and Sagittarians right now, moments where you're like, okay, universe, show me a monkey if I should go talk to that person. And there you go. You're in the middle of Montana and you see a giant monkey on the side of a truck and you're like, oh, wow, if that's not smack in my face, but then you go and participate in said relationship with said person and it's a shit show. It's a mess. And you're like, but the monkey on the truck, like what force told me to go do this, but then put me through that, right? Kind of like a victim mentality, but this anger, this square squares our tension, right? Of like, what the, was that all about? That why and so sometimes my Gemini's and Sages may be f- having a falling out with their sense of spirituality right now. Over the next year, I imagine there will be some anoretic 29th degree moments where the Gemini's and the Sagittarians are like, ah, okay, I am my own guru. Sure, I can ask for signs, but I'm also grounded enough to know that. I already know what's best for me. I don't need confirmation from anything. And that same spirit that I want to talk to, to get guidance from, will make sure that my life is just fine. Ooh, I love this for you, Gemini Sagis. And then last but not least, Virgos. Virgo suns, Virgo risings. You guys have really been going through it. Neptune has been in opposition to your sense of self and identity. Similar to the squares, you guys may have felt like, wow, I have just chosen everything incorrect. I have gone down all the wrong paths. I have chosen all the wrong people. I have deceived myself. I have really not listened to my truth, but now I'm so far down the rabbit hole, I don't even know what my truth is. And so a lot of Virgos, Virgo suns and Virgo risings, no matter their age, are going through this cathartic experience of figuring out who am I? Who am I before the hypercritical voice inside my Virgo head tells me who to be? Who am I? Who did I get led on by? and fall into a world that is so not me? And how can I get back to who I am? Virgos, it's the hardest thing in the world for you to do, but this year will be begging you to do it, to release yourself from this wounding with Neptune. It's to ask yourself, can I own all the shadow parts of me that have lied, that have deceived others, All the parts of me I have hidden from others, including myself, we all lie, Virgos. We all deceive people. But if we admit it and we apologize, it goes a long way. Rather than if we know deep down in the quiet of our mind that I lie to people, I manipulate people, I deceive people, but I'm never going to admit it. I'll just be kind. I'll be the person everybody loves. I'll just show up and constantly be of service to them, bring them things, buy them things, cook them things, and they'll never know that I have a dark side to me. It's difficult for a Virgo. They're the virgins, the pure ones of the Zodiac, right? But sometimes even the virgins fuck up. All pun intended. (laughs) And so with Neptune in opposition to your son for this whole time, Virgo, since 2012, where have you really begun to lie to people, to deceive people? It's okay to admit. You don't have to admit to the people you did it to, but admit it to yourself because this liberation 
will free you into the wonderful transit that you guys especially will appreciate. That is Neptune and Aries. Flipping the page. Neptune and Aries. I'm going to go brief with this one because I really want you guys to focus on the last degree of Neptune and Pisces, which is solidify your connection to spirit this year. What is your relationship to spirituality? Because with Pluto moving into Aquarius, Saturn getting real comfortable in Pisces, there's going to be a lot that comes to light that could really shock all of us, like artists, entertainers, political figures, Truths could come out about some of our favorite heroes that absolutely shake us to our core and make us think, okay, if that person has done that, there's nobody good left in the world. I don't know what to do. We need to be unshakable in our beliefs that we hold the power to our lives. Not any podcaster, not any social media influencer not any celebrity. It is us. We know what's best. We can utilize astrologers. We can follow thought leaders on social media, but how much of your power are you giving to them? Because when Neptune moves into Aries, you will be forced, blunt force, the favorite phrase of an Aries, to see it. The last time Neptune was in Aries was in the 1800s. I think it was like 1861 was when it began. And this was when Darwin's evolution theory rocked religion. Darwin introduced the evolutionary theory of human beings, saying that we derive from apes. And this completely went against the Bible, which is very Piscean. We are going to trust, I don't know anything about religion, so I'm not even going to try to describe the Bible or religious stories, but it's like, we need to trust in the unseen, trust in Lord, Savior, Christ, <laughs> like, these are the things. And then all of a sudden, Neptune moves into Aries, a very realistic, like, oh, fuck that spiritual sign, and says, actually, this is the evolutionary theory, and here's the data to prove it. Like, no, 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 no. Dinosaurs don't exist. No. <laughs> God created everything. The last time Neptune moved into Aries, we had the American Civil War. We were like, we are not being deluded and deceived and lied to by our government about separation and divisiveness between us. We want to be the United States. No more lies. We want to be a force to be reckoned with. We want to join forces, the North and the South, the Blacks and the Whites. We want to be united as a big-ass Aries force, Neptune and Aries. And then the last one I wrote down, which I thought was pretty cool, is in uh, 1861 or 1862, during the new Neptune and Aries transit, the Red Cross was created. And Red Cross shows up in disaster-prone areas and for free, out of the kindness of their heart, these people take care of you. I remember growing up, my mom used to volunteer for them and she'd make us come along. And one that sticks out in my mind is we lived in New England where there's some badass nor'easter snowstorms, blizzards, and power got knocked out to half the state, New Hampshire, that I grew up in. And Red Cross showed up and they had generators and 
it was like four o'clock in the morning. My mom took me and my brother and she acted as a nurse to help anyone that needed medical assistance. And she handed my brother two giant jugs of orange juice and then handed me these delicious plates of chocolate chip cookies and said, Hey, go around to all the cots and offer people a glass of orange juice and a cookie. And we were like, okay. And just walking around and seeing how thankful people were and smiles to their face. I was like, this is amazing. But, uh, that's, my experience with Red Cross, but I know they do wonderful things, and it, that is the most Neptune and Aries. Let me show up to war torn zones and natural disaster areas and offer Piscean unconditional love and support. Oh, it's beautiful. So, Neptune and Aries, when I think about it, I think of masculine and feminine energy. Aries, oh, so masculine. Neptune, feminine. I was doing a bit of research and reading on this upcoming transit, and there was one astrologer. Gosh, I need to go find his name. Where? Aries. He deserves. Is this him? The Aquarian Diary. Aha. So this is from AquarianDiary.com. Does he put his name anywhere? His name's John, but he doesn't show his last name. He mentions some amazing predictions about Neptune in Aries, a crisis of faith for the church and religions being forced to address past misdeeds and scandals. Ooh, severe drought and wildfires, fire followed by intermittent deluges of historic floods and rain right? Aries, Pisces, Aries, fire, Pisces, ocean, water. Traditional male roles dissolving as were typically expressed in many trades. Traditional employment being displaced by technology, artificial intelligence, etc. Right? Someone was, I forget where I heard it from, but someone was saying there could be a divisive stance between men and women. Like, we already have this feminist movement going on, the patriarchy, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like we're at a good spot. We still have a little bit of work to go, but I feel like we've done a lot with equality for men and women. Sometimes I think we've done a little too much to where now men are really struggling because they're like, well, what is my role? <laughs> if women are child-rearing, taking care of the kids, cleaning the house, cooking, while also paying for everything, <laughs> and what? Well, what do we do besides just have sex to procreate to give you said baby, right? I don't know. I feel like the, the scales are tipping a little too far now and that women just got so aggressive towards like liberation, rightfully so. I'm with you ladies. But now it's kind of tipping too much and we're like, wait, we need some strong men. Yet it's almost like we robbed them of the masculinity we now need from them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just feel some strong tip in the scales. And so I'll be very curious to see what happens when Neptune moves into Aries, but fiercely challenging those that have eluded and deceived us in this Neptune and Pisces era. So with all of this said, I'll wrap it up here. Neptune and Pisces has ushered in a new age of spirituality. Since 2012, what has your relationship to a spiritual practice been? What were some highlights? Who really helped you and guided you? How are you going to take this newfound rooted spiritual energy presence in yourself into the next era? of the collective into Pluto and Aquarius into Neptune and Aries. And guys, 
We haven't even talked about Uranus moving into Gemini. TBD. It's going to be big. And one thing is for certain. How can you be unshakable? How can you not be swayed or deceived by spiritual leaders, thought leaders, social media, religion groups, things like that? Book a private reading with me to see exactly where Neptune has been hitting your chart. Maybe it's been squaring your moon. Maybe it's been in opposition to your Mercury. There's so much more to it on how it could affect you personally. Go to lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on birth chart readings. Whichever one you select, type in the intake form where I ask you for your birthday, date of time, date of date of birth, time of birth, etc. Type in, you'd like to look at Neptune on your chart, please. And we will dive in to this energy of creativity and oneness, but also delusion and illusion. I love you guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.